That's right. I'm rocking to Taylor Swift. I don't care who knows it. I will jam this song repeatedly over and over again. And I'm not afraid to admit it. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Rotation. As always, I'm your host, Jay Butler. And if you're listening to me, you're listening through SoundCloud. You might be listening through Google Play Music. You might be listening to TuneIn Radio or Stitcher.com, or my favorite, thesportsrotation.squarespace.com. Again, that's thesportsrotation.squarespace.com. I can't wait until I'm able to put this in an even bigger format so I can expand my audience. That's what I'm working on, expanding my audience, trying to reach as many people as possible, hopefully getting to the point where I can actually monetize this and get some money from it. But I want to thank you for being in the rotation with me. And like I said from the beginning, I'm not afraid to admit that I listened to some Taylor Swift. Now, some of her stuff, uh, yeah, don't know which direction you're going in. I don't know. There was some some kind of crazy video that she had where she looked like she was turning into a vampire. I quickly turned it off. It was just way too freaky for me. But I am not ashamed to admit that I jam some of her music every now and then. Every now and then. There's nothing wrong. We all have things that we do that other people look at us and like, what? what? You do that? For instance, look at what happened with UNC. That's University of North Carolina for, for you all ignorant people. UNC star guard... Joel Berry II. I love when people are the second or the third. I always want it to be the second. That's the only time when it is cool to be the second, when you're the second coming of someone else. Granted, that person has to have actually lived up to something. But Joel Berry lost his mind because his video game was cheating. Got mad, punched a door, and broke his hand. Now, I know it seems silly to the majority of you all, the majority of people who aren't gamers, but I can tell you there are many times where I have played NBA 2K all for the game to start cheating and have DeAndre Jordan hit a half-court three-point shot when I have defense surrounding him. Why I'm guarding DeAndre Jordan at the uh, half-court line is beyond me. But I have guys on him, and all of a sudden, DeAndre Jordan can hit three-point shots from the half court, like he's Steph Curry. We've been there before. Or you're playing Madden, and all of a sudden, Blake Wardles is completing 70% of his throws. 70% Blake Wardles. Doesn't make any sense. So I feel for you, Joel Berry. I understand the pain that you're going through. I understand the competitiveness that is deep down in your soul. Actually, I just see that sometimes we just go a little crazy with these video games. But anyway, 
I wanted to touch on something, and it's an old phrase. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Again, that's heavy is the head that wears the crown. What do I mean? Well, I'll give you an example. When I was uh, working at a bookstore, I was a cashier and I came in and I would always look at management and always think to myself, those guys are not doing anything. Just standing there, being able to converse with themselves, not a care in the world. And I always thought, man, I'm getting killed up here at the register. Why aren't people helping me out more? From my vantage point, I always thought managers had it easier until I became a supervisor until I had to start answering questions like a manager. I had one cashier, and I was in charge of the cashiers when I first started becoming a supervisor. It was my job to train them. I had a cashier once tell me, Oh, you know, you know, Justin, you, uh, I always see you. You never complain at about anything. And I looked at her, and I looked away, and I looked at her, and I looked away again, and I looked back at her. I said, you know why that is? It's because complaints don't go down. Complaints go up. I complain to people who can do something about my complaints. Now, she took it as me just being a jerk, being condescending. How dare you talk to me like that? But what I was trying to impress upon her is, look, I got problems that I have to deal with. I got a lot of issues that I got to deal with. When you guys take your breaks, someone has to find coverage for that particular station. When there's an irate customer, someone has to step in and be the calming force or the calming influence to bring that customer down. Because yes, they are spending money. And I also realized that the books industry was just a dying industry so any ch any chance we had where a customer was actually spending money in our store um, yeah I was taking that you could can be a, a com as completed jerk as you want it to be and if I could get some money out of you I'm taking it but when things go wrong when people have attitudes when people call out of work Someone has to step up and assume those responsibilities. And, you know, I'm seeing people around the um, world of sports who just can't seem to handle that. When adversity strikes, nowhere to be found. Or they can't deal with the adversity. They can, they're can. they always front and center. Whenever it comes to them receiving some kind of accolades, you give Cam Newton the ball and he scores a touchdown, rushing it in, Oh, he wants to push everybody away, do the Superman pose by himself. But getting in front of some reporters, asking some legitimate questions of whether or not your offense can actually, I don't know, produce offense. Getting quickly frustrated about that and rolling your eyes, that's not leadership qualities. It's hard to get behind a guy who does something like that. Especially seeing as how when you're looking at a lot of these press conferences, it's, it's like barely five people in the room who are asking questions. The fact that you can't get up there, stand up for 10 minutes, and take legitimate questions 
when you are, even though you're frustrated, even when things aren't going wrong, right, right for you, the fact that you can't do that with the amount of money that you're getting paid, with the position that you're in, and the fact that you touch the ball every single series on offense, the fact that you can't do that shows me that you're not a real leader. You're not a real leader. And I was all about to give credit to where credit was due. I thought Cam did an excellent job when he was being condescending with that female reporter, totally out of line. And he owned up to it, even related that heartfelt story about how he has daughters and how he wouldn't want anybody to treat them that way. And then I'm looking at his demeanor, I'm looking at his composure as he's being interviewed regarding the offense. And I'm like, dude, you can't sit there and roll your eyes. What are you, like 10? Next question. Man, I'm going to take myself and get out of here. But that's exactly the vibe that Cam Newton was giving off. You got to be careful about the people that you anoint as the leaders in your locker room. Same thing goes in the NBA. I'm looking at this whole entire situation with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, before when things went wrong, who was there to take the brunt of the criticism? LeBron James. LeBron James would own it. Now, LeBron James would also throw some teammates under the bus. But one thing that he didn't do was get into a shouting match of vulgarities with fans. That's not a very good look. Especially when you're on a new team and you're supposed to be in that leadership role. Not a good look at all. When you have a young team, when your running mate, the big acquisition or the second big acquisition, Gordon Hayward goes down. And a couple of games in the, into the year, you want to get into a shouting match with a fan? Telling them to blankety-blank? I can't even repeat it. I can't even say uh, a fragment of what it is that he said without feeling dirty. Heavy lies the head that wears the crown. You wanted this position. You said, hey, I want to be from underneath LeBron James. I want to show that I have the capabilities of leading a team. That's not a very good look, man. Not a very good look at all. But like anything in the world of sports, tomorrow's another day. It was interesting watching my Chicago Bulls, uh, actually, um, when speaking about the Cleveland Cavaliers, watching the Chicago Bulls, and I realized that they are going to be jacking up a lot of three-pointers this year. Uh, last year, they were at the bottom of the league in three-point attempts. This year, it doesn't matter if guys are on them. It doesn't matter if guys are in their face. It doesn't matter if guys are double-teamed. They are going to be jacking up three-pointers. That's just going to be part of their offense, and I have to get used to it. But I have to give credit to where credit is due because a lot of people were looking at this Jimmy Butler trade and a lot of people were like, oh, the Bulls got hosed. The Bulls don't know what they're doing. Uh, their administration, uh, they're incompetent. They can't bring in free agents. Well, I won't argue the last part. 
bringing in free agents has been rather difficult for the Chicago Bulls, although they were able to bring in Carlos Boozer when Carlos Boozer was a very sought-after commodity. Yes, there was a time when people were actually flocking to get Carlos Boozer on their team. But this guy, Laurie Markkinen, a.k.a. the Finnish Phenom, as I like to call him, and I don't know why that hasn't caught on just yet. It, it will. But it's probably because nobody's really watching these Chicago Bulls play. But dude is out there balling against a team that is supposed to be championship material. At least you know they're going to be in the finals against the Golden State Warriors. But 17 points in the first half? Could have had more if Hoiberg had kept them in the game and the Bulls had actually, you know, find the guy who's actually hitting shots. Young team, don't know how to find mismatches, don't know how to take advantage of those mismatches. I understand. But Laurie Markkinen, when you consider the fact that he scored, what, 59 points in three games... And in one of those games, no, no, no. Actually, I'll take that back. He has been starting in all of his games. But 59 points in three games pretty much has a lock on the power forward position. He's been the lone bright spot in, in this whole entire uh, bull season, this uh, beginning of the year season for the Chicago Bulls. Justin Holiday has proven to be resourceful as well. Hasn't been shooting the ball nearly as well as he was in the preseason. But I'm really enjoying watching uh, Laurie Markkinen. And he's making some mistakes. But he's also being aggressive and just going out there and straight balling. Which makes me wonder, why isn't he getting more press? I mean, I keep looking at Lonzo Ball. And granted, Lonzo Ball did have a bit of an excuse for not playing well in um, that game against Patrick Beverly. He had missed most of the preseason, had been missing uh, a few games here at the beginning of the of the year, was going up against the top-rated um, defensive point guard in the league, or at least one of the top-rated defensive point guards in the league, had been nursing some ankle problems. So you go out, you pretty much get shut down by Patrick Beverly. Then you go up against the Phoenix Suns and you have an all-world performance flirting with a triple-double while also scoring in double digits. High double digits, I should say. Because you can't get a triple-double unless you do score in, in uh, double digits. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as far as the season can go, when you're looking at the um, the comparisons between Lonzo Ball and Markkanen, they haven't been close. Markkanen's plus minus has been a lot better than Lonzo Ball's. If this kid was playing in another market, I mean, Chicago obviously is a big market, but if he, if he was playing, like, let's say in L.A., or if he was playing in Houston, one of the better teams, any other team besides the Chicago Bulls, He'd be getting a lot of play, a lot of coverage. 
But you know you have arrived when LeBron James is coming out and saying, hey, dude is aggressive. Dude has an awesome shot. I was watching uh, Dwayne Wade come up. Dwayne Wade, he wasn't even solicited. This was unsolicited. And he was just heaping high praise about Laurie Markkinen. So I know we have a player. But a lot of people were saying that the Bulls didn't, uh, they didn't even know what kind of player that they were getting. And they didn't do a lot of scouting. They didn't bring him in for any pre-draft interviews or pre-draft workouts. Look, the bottom line is Laurie Markkinen is on their team. And we still have yet to see Chris Dunn. Zach Levine's going to be coming as well. So we haven't quite seen the offense that Fred Hoiberg wants to play, to play in full effect. But I'm looking forward to this season. I don't know. There's something about this season that has it just has a lot of compelling storylines to it. It's like, I don't know. It's like being on some kind of narcotic. I can't come off of this narcotic of the NBA. Not that I want to be saying that I'm taking narcotics by, by any means. I'm trying, just trying to explain to you that it is pretty addictive what's going on in the NBA this year. I find myself watching even a Pelicans game. The Pelicans. And Anthony Davis wasn't even playing. But and another thing I wanted to, to um, fall back on with the Lonzo Ball situation... I got to give it to Lonzo Ball because he's just even. He isn't too high. He isn't too low. He got dogged out by Patrick Beverly. He comes back. He plays a Phoenix team, which is one of the worst teams that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like just bumbling. Bumbling comes to mind when I think about the Phoenix Suns. Plays out of this world, and then he comes back down to earth in his next game after that. And um, bear, and even with that Phoenix game, they barely beat the Phoenix Suns. But I, what I can say is, he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low, even despite the fact that his dad is really putting him in a very tough situation. Playing point guard in the NBA, that's the toughest position that you want to be going up against, guys. And tonight, who is he facing now? He's facing John Wall, and John Wall is expected to eat him alive. Because why? A lot of point guards in the league play like they have a chip on their shoulder. You saw it in Russell Westbrook last year. Oh, I can't do anything with Kevin Durant. Oh, this team is going to make the playoffs. I'm just going to average a triple-double. That's all I'm going to do. You look in the situation in Portland with Damian Lillard. When LaMarcus Aldridge decided he wanted to go on to greener pastures in um, San Antonio. Oh, the team isn't that good? Oh, we're expected to tank and fail? Oh, we'll just go out and make the playoffs. These dudes just come out playing with a chip on his shoulder. And John Wall, who arguably might be the best point guard, the best true point guard in the league, when you're factoring in defense you're factoring in assist to turnover ratio. You're factoring in scoring. Top three point guard in the league by far. Rebounding. It's not even close. And Ball has to go up against those kind of guys on a nightly basis. 
even in the East, Kemba Walker. I don't consider Kemba Walker to be that great of a point guard, but Kemba Walker even plays with a chip on his shoulder. All of these guys are out there playing with the chip on his shoulder because they want to be the man. They feel like they're not getting their due. And Lonzo Ball, he's going to be struggling throughout this year. Guys are going to target him, particularly because of what his dad is saying about him and propping him up to be better than Steph Curry, which we all know is ridiculous. But guys want to get in on targeting after Lonzo Ball. And you're seeing it. You're going to see it tonight. I expect John Wall to go for 30 points. I expect him to go for a triple-double. And I expect him to come close to pretty much getting it. But I'll give it to the kid. He doesn't get overly excited. He never seems to be in too big of a hurry. And once he gets himself a legitimate like outside shot, not this, uh, you know, just shooting three-pointers from all over the court like he was doing in college his first year. Not making those ridiculous shots. I mean a legitimate, like, pull-up game, mid- mid-range game. I see um, Ball being a player. I see him being a, a very good player in this league. But I wish you well going up against these guys with your dad talking. Not that anything that his dad is saying is any is not anything that Ball has heard before. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, can you imagine the trash talking that might, that probably even happens at the dinner table in the Ball family? I can just imagine dealing with LeVar Ball's mouth on a nightly basis. Maybe that's what's preparing him to go up against these point guards. Who knows? But that's all I wanted to share with you guys for uh, tonight. It's very uh, short, the the uh, conversation podcast that I had going on for this evening. Um, there was only a couple of points that I wanted to touch in on. But like I was saying earlier, visit the website, thesportsrotation.squarespace.com. Again, that's thesportsrotation.squarespace.com. I keep saying that I'm going to read people's comments on the air. I'm going to read it on the podcast, but I actually need to have people commenting. So when I post stories on there and you have a legitimate thought, how about sharing that? Please give me some more talking points. Not that I can't keep this thing going. I'll talk your head off about sports anytime, any day. But. I'm keeping it short today because I realize a lot of you people have short attention spans or maybe you are into 2K. Just don't go breaking any hands out there or breaking anything because the game starts cheating. Thanks for being in the rotation with me. Again, I'm Jay Butler. Check me out through SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, um, Stitcher.com. I'd prefer you go to Stitcher.com because I'm starting it up and I'm trying to keep track of the traffic that I'm able to generate to the site. But you can also, if you don't have access to those things, you can download the Google Play app. You can type in the sports rotation and listen to me there as well. In case you don't have access to SoundCloud on a regular basis, you can just get that app and have it planned for you. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. I want to thank you for being in the rotation. I'm out.